What's up, everybody? It's time for another Ghost Cold Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Keefe. Today's podcast is an interview with Cami from Oceans of Slumber. Check it out. And the Ghost Cult Magazine podcast welcomes in Cami from Oceans of Slumber. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? I am terrific for a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm super excited to talk about the new Oceans of Slumber record, self-titled, coming out this summer on Century Media. But first and foremost, they just want to make sure before we start talking about art and singing and metal that you're personally okay. This has been an impossible, horrible year for many people. And I don't want to be insensitive to the fact that we're all going through some shit collectively as a human race. And I just like to start just making sure you're good. The band is okay. Everybody's families are well. No one's been stricken or, you know, harmed or, you know, hurt protesting or anything. And, you know, much more important than the music world. Yeah, absolutely. We've we've been fortunate to be uh, out of harm's way. Everybody's been just kind of laying low. Um, no one in our direct circle has gotten sick or been held up. So we're just taking it easy. We've taken the quarantine and isolation kind of issues pretty strictly from the start. So um, we're just continuing our mole people life, I guess. <laughs> right. And, you know, but it's so important, you know, you don't stop being a living, breathing human being and a feeling, thinking human being. And these things are so, you know, just so on so many levels, this whole year is just, I wave the white flag personally, I'm done, please help somebody. And uh, I guess we have to help ourselves, but it's, uh, if no one else is going to lead, I guess we're going to lead. But um, yeah, you know, it's just, I don't want to I try to start these interviews since we've been under isolation and I haven't been out much this year since March myself and, uh, you know, be concerned for the human condition. It matters, you know, what, what everybody's going through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then coincidentally, or I don't know if it had been long in the works or, you know, you'll forgive me if I, I'm um, not totally up to speed, but I did want to, even though I'm super pumped to talk about the new record, I have to say that I absolutely love the cover of Strange Fruit. I am a fanatical Billie Holiday fan. I grew up in a jazz household, basically. My parents hate, hated rock and heavy metal, and they played <laughs> nothing but jazz, mostly, and some world music. And so I, I have to just thank you for this cover. And I think it was really, well, you know, for whatever reason it came at this time, that it was just really needed. That's badass. Yeah, I grew up with that song, too. And it's always meant a lot to me. Then we felt like it was a, a timely moment to cover it and sort of remind people of the impact and importance that it had. So I think it definitely is a song that needs to be revisited every, every so often. Right on. And, uh, and what a beautiful job. And I don't, um, I'm curious to, you know, hear from you how the fans reacted because, you know, you, you've done some nice covers and there's a great cover on the album, but you know, it's always hit or miss when bands kind of, you know, with their fans, not hit or miss the track. The track is wonderful, um, especially your vocals, because it is such an iconic and important song. But I know sometimes fans get a little squirrely when you start jumping out of your genre, kind of, to, to do something. And they sometimes, you have a great fan base, but sometimes the fans don't dig it, right? Yeah, I, I would say up until now, we've, we've stayed within 
the metal realm for covers that, yeah, I think this one might be the first one where we kind of got outside of that. Um, and I think, I mean, I think the reception was huge. I think people have expected it or even been waiting for it for some, from something, from someone like us because of my kind of background and my influences. Um, uh, the reception went over really well and it had a lot of support uh, that, you know, it, it was a strong song and it for anyone that didn't know it they were definitely intrigued to learn more about where it came from and obviously that's a, a pretty deep research path to take so it 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 held, it held that weight and it definitely has the vibe that a metalhead could appreciate uh for like the song itself so it went over well and had a good reception Indeed. Uh, and, and of course, again, it's one of the most important songs in history, period, not just music, not jazz, not anything. Pop music, I know it kind of became a, a standard at the time. Uh, it's kind of strange to talk about those things. But yeah, it is a monumental track. And, and it's, it's kind of, again, so strangely still so poignant. I wish it wasn't like in, in 2020. I wish we weren't talking about, you know, people dying in the streets and getting... Uh, protesters getting abducted and lynched it's horrifying to me I can't imagine how it must feel for you personally and just uh, my heart goes out to you and your family and just everybody fighting a good fight and keeping their fists up in the air you know yeah absolutely it's just a mind a mind job and then this pandemic what a on top of that everything else this we already had this pandemic and it's been you know I don't know how it's going down in Houston it's a mess here in New York City where I am at and uh you know, a strange time for to be putting a record out, but I'm glad new music is still coming out personally. I know it's hard for the band and, you know, uh, uh, definitely a chat, there's challenges, but I'm excited to have things to entertain myself with, to get away from all these negative, dark, sad thoughts. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I agree. I mean, <clears throat> we, we decided to just stick to the plan for the release um, regardless and, I think it is important to everyone to have new music coming out and, you know, everyone's online lives are so oversaturated right now that they've gone through and gone over everything they already know a thousand times that something new, I think, holds even that much more excitement. I think with the, the pandemic, it kind of has shuffled up to the surface, these tensions and things that people feel they can't escape from themselves anymore by just going out and socializing or shopping or whatever that they have to kind of sit with themselves and realize that maybe they're very unhappy about a lot of things and that they're ready to they're ready and have the time to put that action towards making those things change and so it's been kind of a double-edged sword I guess but Texas is not doing the best we decided to open really early so we're closed back down we're closing back down. Our numbers are getting kind of crazy in our ICUs and hospitals are getting slammed. So people are stubborn as hell and weird as hell right now. So <laughs> we just take it a day at a time. I gotcha. It's, it is weird. The things that people will fight and argue about and then not <laughs> like, you yeah, know, fight. Uh, you know, I have a right for this, you know, the stubbornness and sort of the the misguided, some of the misguided things that have happened. It's it's very disappointing, but, you know, hopefully we'll all make it through 
Um, it is much worse than it should have gotten to be, in my opinion, but that's, you know, not a scientific-based fact. That's my personal. And, um, yeah, the Southwest, I, I, I weep for all my friends out there. You know, it's the South and the Southwest. I don't know what's going on. Uh, people don't want to stay home. They're, they're fed up. <laughs> they don't want to wear masks. They're fighting uh, all the Karens on, on, think... on all the Karen videos. Yeah, I think so many people live to work and live to gain from what from working that they don't know what to do obviously and and not having money but it's like there's a lot of things just to be questioned with the structure that america has kind of instilled and people insisting on staying on unemployment and these these means to support our countrymen it's just there's a lot of things that need to be examined and it's like this lack of understanding like you can't just force things to go back to normal it's like that that either way like that doesn't work and like people will get sick kids will get sick and people act like the elderly and immune compromised don't contribute to society <laughs> so you're like plenty of people 60 and above work and have to go to work and immune compromise means everything from being diabetic to having psoriasis it's like it's not just people recovering from cancer or something. It's people are bizarre. And I think people overestimate how average, how, how healthy they are on average. <laughs> They're all, I could take it. They're like, could you? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's just, it's, it, it is, it's very bizarre what people will get upset about. But I, you know, I, I think it's a lot of fear that are, uh, motivating a lot of people's reactions and denial is to me a offshoot of fear and if they if they're fearful of acknowledging it and what it would mean if they acknowledge it and so they remain in denial so it's just a lot of a lot of abrasive emotions going around indeed and uh i thank you for your uh, candid answer i think maybe the only positive outgrowth if it can be one of any of this combined stuff this year is i think between the reaction to the pandemic and obviously the global the global movement uh and unrest and uh sort of unification of people fighting for what's right and um not just tolerance but actual fairness for the for maybe for you know obviously these fights have been going on forever but I'm impressed personally by the fact that a lot of people are stepping up globally and across every line and walk of life and even not just Black Lives Matters, but like all causes, people seem to be just super energized and, you know, uh, ready to go uh, in that regard, which I'm, I like to see and, and I, hope it, I hope it keeps up, even though I know some people are scared. I don't think fear is the thing right now. I think we need to, you know, come together and collaborate and you know work to push things forward and not be afraid of change yeah absolutely i agree 100 percent. and now that we got all that heavy stuff out of the way um strangely this album is very you know just very of this time obviously you wrote it you know worked on it for some time and could not predict what was going to happen in 2020 i've been joking with a lot of bands that kind of like 
a lot of the death metal bands and black metal bands and hardcore bands have all predicted like dire circumstances for the world. Yeah. But, but then also what's left for us after, right? That's the thing that I like, what happens in the aftermath for all of us, you know, collectively. So I love this record. It's very, you know, there's, you know, classic moments from the band. If you love the band already, I feel like anybody will love this stuff, but actually there's a lot of depth and different stuff. I think you guys brought to the table. Uh, just as composers and performers on this record. So I kind of wanted to start there. Um, th there is just a lot of like depth and I find some of these songs, you know, like sh surprisingly uplifting and not down at all. Like I expected it to be like a very heavy and complex record and it's some of it's very healing. <laughs> so thank you. Awesome. No, I'm glad you had those takeaways from it. Like there's, it, it, it definitely, we, we wanted to take the things that we've loved and have incorporated in previous albums and really hone in on them and put them together in this one. Um, with the new lineup, we had some new influences, but more so just a great depth and cohesiveness from these new members of understanding the vibe and the mood and the atmosphere that we were going for. Um, it, it, in this album, I think that while we take it to those kind of dark depths and we have that aggression, that there's more hopefulness infused in this than some of our previous albums. I think that overall, it definitely is a more kind of congruent experience um, and one that isn't as uh, desolate as, let's say, like Banished Heart. Like it, it, it leaves you energized. It leaves you feeling like you can take action. It leaves you kind of ready for more. Um, and I like that about it. Nice. You almost have to like get ready to write a record like this because obviously life, right? Like life happens in between. You don't just live to write albums. Like you said before, we don't live to work. You're an artist also, and you have to have life experiences and personal things to go through and come out on the other side of. So obviously, you know, Vanished Heart was extremely emotionally heavy and probably came from like a lot of combined experiences. And this, again, like I said, it's got like a feel of uh, almost like a very pastoral, you know, that resolution chord in church music when you come down from, you know, the drama down to peace again. And it's like, I get a lot of that in, in these songs. Uh, and there's also like extremely heavy songs too. I don't want to alarm anybody. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, Total Failure Apparatus is insane. The Endurance Fathomless Creation is insane. So there's a lot of that stuff too. But I do feel it's weird, like in a non, I don't want to read too deeply into it, but it's also like, I feel like there's a little bit of a, a weird not weird, but like a, a subtle, like Catatonia, Opeth, early Opeth, Paradise Lost thing here. That's not trying to be gothy, but it's very um, mm -hmm. atmospheric. That's the mm -hmm. word I was looking for. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, it, it absolutely pulls from those influences. Um, I think more so than ever before, the members of the band have the most influences in common. Um, and their love and depth for kind of understanding these other bands definitely has infused in the way that they approach making music and the contributions that they added on to like the album. It's definitely a, we pay tribute to sort of these 90s influences and some of these early 2000s sort of classic foundational things. Um, but it, it's always about the experience and the atmosphere that the songs and the album create as a whole. Nice. And then just on a personal level for you vocally or lyrically, were there uh, things you wanted to say or do 
you know, with your talents on this record that maybe you didn't get out in the past that you were trying to express here? Because I do, there's like a lot of layers and uh, I love that a lot, there's a lot of stuff in your, your natural voice that sounds just fantastic and just right in the pocket, like beautifully composed and well arranged too. Thank you. I definitely want it to flex a little bit more. <laughs> That's the way, the way to put it that it's like not holding anything back and really push and go to those full like dimensions for, for my voice. It's like as everything that I could do with it, I wanted to do with it and sort of approach this. I approach this album with a little bit more like playfulness, so to speak with the dynamics that I wanted to use for my voice. Um, lyrically with the, the songwriting, I wanted to come out of my internal shell and, and speak about the, the community and societal aspects of my, of my lyrical influences. Um, obviously I'm very moved by emotions and dark emotions that people have, but I wanted to kind of speak to how they weave themselves throughout society and how that also affects us. Cause I feel like that definitely pulls in people from all different kinds of experiences to identify with the song and kind of have a validation in the songs. Killer. Um, you know, one thing that I think doesn't get talked about often enough is not just to have, you know, that you're talented, of course, but I think like what happens with a lot of music across all genres is I think vocal vocalists don't understand that they have more than three or four notes to use you don't have to just you know go to the octave every time you there's a lot of power and you know maintaining your range almost kind of reminds me of like zz top for like many many years they would never have a guitar solo over like the 12th fret so it was never like these crazy ringing octaves of blues solos right it was always like mm -hmm. very very down and dirty and nitty-gritty and i think there's a lot to say about vocalists who know how to use what they have. I think we don't get a lot of vocal variety in all music, not just rock music mm -hmm. or metal. So I really appreciate that you, uh, you know, take a lot of chances, if you will, or, you know, very interesting melodic choices. I don't think we hear a lot of, a lot of that going on right now in music. Thank you. I, I feel like while my, my background has been, and, and my initial sort of influences were jazz and soul and kind of blues and R&B artists, like the world of metal has opened up tremendously what um, kind of fa facets that I can have from, you know, the clean singing, like there's, there's plenty of other male clean singing, but maybe it doesn't come to mind because it's not uh, like pretty, <laughs> it's like enslaved or triptychon. Um, I mean, I, I think like typo negative, his voice is very pretty, but you know, it's, it's, it's a different kind of um, mode or weight to it, but they, they've been influences of mine as well to sort of hone in on, on the base kind of realm of my voice, or like you said, getting into that kind of grittier, grungier kind of aspect of, of the emotions that can be found there that you can bring out. It's like, you don't always have to, you don't always have to maneuver melodically when you could just add an accent or change the layers of your voice you know that there's there's so many modes and there's so much to singing that I you know I, I do enjoy exploring them all. Very cool I'm glad you mentioned uh, Peter Steele and Typo obviously there's the Wolf Moon cover 
to close the album, which is wonderful. Um, I it's obviously no one sounds like Pete, and you could no. you would not try. No, no one should try. <laughs> I couldn't and, try if I wanted to. I definitely don't right, have that range. Right? Who does? And who does? Um, yeah. But I, I'm a big typo. We're big typo fans here, and uh, as you must be also. And so, what a wonderful cover! Let's hear about how you guys chose to do that cover and your take on the vocals. Or huge typo negative fans. Dalbert's love for the band is far-reaching. We have like 10 flags in our house. Um, that we, that's my favorite song. And so that was like a, a crossroad where we're like, well, let's, you know, do this cover. How amazingly cheeky to have, you know, woman do the song. Um, and so I mean, we just, we took it on. We definitely, typo is definitely an influence to our sounds. And so it just seemed like a natural choice to kind of adapt that song right on i know that obviously you know peter people always talk about the hyper masculinity and he's a gorgeous dude but I, you mm -hmm. know there is like a strange thread of the divine feminine running through all his lyrics so yeah. i think it is it is very tell it, it just works it just works to hear a woman singing these words that right yeah absolutely like, i feel like he loved women he like worshiped women and you know while he has all his stories and all his craziness it's like it, there's that underlying thread of of his just adoration for women that you know I wanted to go, go towards the song in a way it's like okay well if you could hear it you know what <laughs> would be like yeah right on <laughs> and so that was kind of the the take on <laughs> approaching it nice um, as we sort of wind this up, I just wanted to, obviously, it's just, again, such a, a tough time in the world to put music out. Does the band have any plans uh, for any fan interaction, any live streams? Is that something you guys have talked about or are thinking about as we get closer to the release date? Yeah, absolutely. We're trying to figure out a way um, to be as open and engaging as we can with the uh, fans. Um, we definitely have something to, to in the in the works to do kind of an album release show uh, online um, and to schedule some more go live sessions and stuff to just kind of get that real time interaction with people. Um, so yeah, it's, we're, we're, we're scrambling and figuring out every way that we can to, to, to be involved and to be um, accessible during this time. You know, it's, it's obviously tough and it doesn't make up for the face-to-face -face in real life, but at least we're there live real time. <laughs> right. We'll do the best we can with what we've got. Again, technology, sometimes your friend. And um, some bands are, don't seem to be willing to try, but uh, I'm excited to see if you guys will. And I, lo I love this record. I would love to see this whole record perform live, either virtually or in person someday. I know it's not necessarily a concept record, but I think it would work as a complete piece of music. It's great. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll keep supporting you. You keep making them. So thank you. Thanks for sharing this time with me and uh, the Ghost Cult listeners. And uh, keep your head up out there. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you too. And thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Anytime. Talk soon. Awesome. Thank you. Take care. Bye. 
Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out. Peace.